0: Zombie Land's hilarious. Great, great. He's like, I just want a GD 20k.
1: <laughs> oh, and then the Bill Murray scene. Oh, where so he pretends, funny. He pretends he's a zombie and they shoot him. <laughs> oh, I laugh every time.
0: It's so funny. <laughs> I'm Joshua. And I'm Brittany. And we're two librarians who talk about sci fi and fantasy and a little bit of everything else.
1: Welcome, welcome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, everybody.
1: Hey. Hey. You know what? Can I tell you uh, something weird that happened to me on my way to work today? What happened? Well, okay. So I'm just like minding my own business, walking down the street. As you do. As you do, right? And then all of a sudden, this woman came out and be like, I'm going to bite you! Like that. What? (laughs) What? Yeah. And then I was like, well, geez, that's random. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do this often, lady? And she just grabbed my arm and bit. Like, right on my forearm.
0: Joshua!
1: Yeah. Why are you here? Well, because I have work to do.
0: Okay, hey, I, I see that your your arm is bandaged, so it's that's okay. That's yeah. good.
1: I mean, it's like, she only tore a little bit.
0: That's disgusting. <laughs> it's totally disgusting.
1: But well, you're yeah. here.
0: You're ready to rock. I'm
1: ready. I mean, we're recording. That's the important thing.
0: Yes. <laughs> Anything for the podcast.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's a little bit of blood, and skin.
0: Ew, <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Happy October, everybody. Happy
1: October. I can't believe you got
0: bit. That's horrifying. No. know. Oh. Oh. I'm glad you made it. Oh, me too. Well, as grotesque as it is, that leads into today's theme. Oh! <laughs>
1: oh, oh! Wow! That was loud. Uh, yeah, we're talking about spooky, spooky. books, <gasps> because
0: it's October.
1: I'm amazed. October. Every year. It's, it's the
0: best month. It really is. It's my favorite month. It's a keeper. Do we know who's going first today?
1: <laughs> I believe it is. I don't have any idea. Because <sighs> we did Princess Bride.
0: Oh, so that was like so a together one. So it was like one. both of
1: us. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first?
0: Whatever your heart
1: is. I'm kind is. of excited about your picks, okay. to be honest. Because okay. Okay. I was like leafing through one and I'm like, oh, I want to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got some good ones.
0: I got some good ones. Okay so i'll go first my first book it was written in 2020 it's the ghost Tree* by christina henry yes
1: she's written some other books too hasn't she she
0: has she's written she's the author of the chronicles of alice series awesome which is a dark and twisted take on Alice's adventures in Wonderland. Cool. And she wrote the girl in red, yes. which Michaela, Michaela recommended. Recommends.
1: That's like a post-apocalyptic.
0: Red riding red hood. Red riding hood. Sick. So I, I really wanted to read that one. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So the reason why I read this book, huh. I was up with my friend Megan in Leavenworth uh-huh. and I thought I was going to run out of my book to read. Oh. And I was like, that's not good. Five I, alarm right there. Yeah. And so I ran into the bookstore. I was like, I need to get a book.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just imagine you running in, get me a book.
0: <laughs> it was a great bookstore up there. If you're ever in Leavenworth, Washington, mm-hmm. check out the bookstore. It's cool.
1: Okay. Do you know what the name of it was? Nope. Okay. That's okay. That's okay.
0: <laughs> but I mean, there's like this beautiful pavilion and
1: Ooh. then there's like the
0: bookstore. It's like Bavaria land up there.
1: Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You were saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Pe- so a incredible. lot of people call it like Christmas town because they like go all out, but the rest of the year, it's themed like Bavaria. I love it. If I'm you don't know that. what Bavaria is like, German. Yeah. Just just look at some pictures. Yeah. No, it's great.
1: Yeah. It's like fairy tale land, basically. Yeah. Yes.
0: So I started reading this book up there. They didn't have the girl in red, but they had this one, the okay. ghost tree. And I was like, I've always wanted to try Christina Henry. Yeah. I've heard really good stuff about her.
1: Oh, of course. It's really good. I mean, it has haunted trees, I'm assuming. <laughs> <since> <laughs> and I love a haunted tree. Who I doesn't love, love a, haunted a tree, tree that either wants to kill people or is just surrounded by ghosts. Yeah. It's the best.
0: This one has something that lives inside the tree.
1: Love it. <laughs> I love it.
0: Before I move on, I want to finish this last bit about Christina Henry. Okay. She enjoys running long distances, reading anything she can get her hands on, and watching movies with samurai, zombies, and or subtitles in her spare time. She lives in Chicago with her husband and son.
1: Samurai. That's an interesting choice. I'm here for it. I know. Like, okay. I do enjoy a samurai movie. Yeah.
0: I love choreographed fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. I'm here for it. Okay. So I I always try to refer to my Nets, but then I just end up talking to you. So we'll see how this goes. I mean,
1: that's that's our strategy.
0: So the hard thing about this book is that there are quite a few different viewpoints. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about like three main ones. Okay. Okay. So there's Lauren. She's our main teen girl. Turns out she's a bit clairvoyant, (gasps) but it, it has just popped up. Like she didn't know she had these abilities.
1: Whoa. Yeah. She, she has, has the site.
0: She has the site. We'll, we'll get more into <laughs> okay, that. Okay, cool. And then there's Officer Alex, Alex Lopez. He is a brand new officer in oh. this small town called Smith's Hollow. Uh-huh. And he realizes there's something off about I, this town.
1: I love it. Any town with, the, with like Hollow in its name mm-hmm. is instantly like... I know there's some creepy stuff going on. Oh, yeah.
0: This is Smith's Hollow. (laughs) I love it. And Officer Alex is about to be pulled into a crazy case. (laughs)
1: Amen. And then, Welcome to your first day, officer.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like pretty new. I think he's been on like the force for a few months.
1: Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. He's totally unprepared. He,
0: well, he came from like big city, Ooh, so he's seen some horrible okay, stuff. Okay. But then the stuff he starts seeing here, he's like, I never saw anything like yeah. this. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you
1: start dealing with the occult, I mean, yeah. whatever experience you make, that's may a have new
0: level. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> start dealing with the occult. <laughs> and then our last person I'll mention is the mayor. Who knows way more than he should of
1: course the mayor is always suspect
0: yeah he's like the keeper of memories kind of oh cool and i'll I'll explain that so like basic premise as we jump in two girls have eviscerated in like somebody's backyard it's like where the backyard meets the woods
1: no i feel sorry for that person who owns the house with the backyard
0: okay here's the thing okay that lady totally sucks
1: (laughs) so she kind of deserved it she kind of deserves it
0: (laughs) She's like super racist and horrible. She like hates Alex Lopez's family. Who's like her neighbors. Evil. I'm like, girl, he's an officer. He can help you. (laughs) That's really, (laughs) she starts screaming. You know, she finds these bodies. Like these bodies are missing heads. I think actually it's like just the head that she (gasps) finds. Of two girls. Oh, gross. Yeah, and there's like guts and stuff everywhere. And like there's body parts missing. (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, Reminder, folks. Reminder, folks, this is spooky books. So we're going to talk about some graphic subject matter. Sorry. Sorry about that. (laughs) Because we love it. (laughs) It's okay.
0: She sees them. We pan back to like Lauren, who has a vision of somebody Mm. dragging these girls like through the woods. She doesn't see who it is. She just has a vision of this. Man, she's like, whoa. Like she, I think she like threw up. She was like, man, this is weird. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Her younger brother, David, also has some abilities Ooh. that are new. He's so cute. He's like six. Uh-huh. He's like so innocent, but Aww. he'll say the most horrifying things. And you're like, David. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the most inappropriate times. Yeah. Like, yeah. so when this
0: happened, he's like in the middle of town. He's nowhere near the scene. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mommy, she's screaming. Oh. The lady who found the bodies, she's screaming. Like, there's no way he could hear it, but like, he's hearing it. Oh, you know what I mean. Okay. So he has.
1: He has the hearing, the hearing, <laughs> not the sight with yeah. the hearing.
0: And Lauren later says, "Like, man, I'm glad he doesn't have visions." Oh yeah, because yes. he's six.
1: That would be so traumatizing.
0: Yeah, she's like, I had the vision, I threw up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is it like a Shining where she just kind of like zones out and watches witnesses like a bunch of scary pictures, or is it like she dreams it?
0: Both. In this instance, it's like she zoned out mm-hmm. and then she was like, she found herself on the floor and she was like vomiting. Mm, serious. This is where we start <laughs> for the most
1: part. What a good beginning. Woo! Bodies. <laughs> <laughs> bodies vomit.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> bodies vomit. <laughs> so, Officer Lopez goes to the scene, right, mm. with the head captain. Turns out Lauren's dad died in a very similar manner the year before. Ooh. Right. Like
1: he was just the head.
0: Yeah. Like eviscerated. Like when these bodies are found, they are just completely like all over the place. (gasps) No bueno. Very bad. Mm -hmm. And he thinks it's really weird because he's like, Hey, didn't like a dude die like this last year. And it's like the other officer can't remember what he's talking about. Hmm. He's like, Lauren's dad, like, didn't he die like this last year? He's like, oh yeah, I guess he kind of did. Just and, like, you oh, know, yeah, 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 I guess he did. And then it's like he almost forgets about it again.
1: Crazy.
0: And so Officer Alex is like, what the heck? If you have two different cases, we probably have a serial killer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, he's like, why? Why is he so nonchalant about this? And the the head, what's the head of police called? Um, the chief. The chief. Mm-hmm. The chief is kind of doing the same thing. He's kind of like. Yeah, they're runaways, and this is probably a one-time thing.
1: No, dude. Yeah. Do not just say, oh, that's just a runaway.
0: That's so messed up. Yeah, completely. Oh, and no. Officer It's like, these girls weren't just like killed. They were like slaughtered. Yes. He's like, why isn't anybody taking this seriously? And he has this really weird encounter where he's taking pictures of the girls. And as he's taking a picture, one of the heads says, find the other girls. <gasps> he's like- the what? other girls? Yeah. She's like, buying the other girls, the girls like us. Oh no. He only sees it when he's looking through the lens. She's like talking to him.
1: Oh, it's like Fatal Frame. You can, you, you, have you ever heard of that video game? No. Uh, you, you <laughs> go through a haunted house and you only have a camera and <gasps> you have to snap a picture if there's a ghost in the room and try to catch the ghost.
0: Oh the my God. It's, that sounds so stressful. so
1: freaking scary. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just kind of what it <laughs> reminds me of.
0: Oh yeah. Now I'm going to have to like go Google that. Okay. And be like, Brett.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: So, Officer Alex is like, man, something weird is going on. So, he starts digging through files. And he's also kind of realizing he's having a hard time remembering.
1: Is that some dark magic?
0: There's something going on. Mm-hmm. He's like, people can't remember, and I'm having a hard time remembering. The details are already slipping away. So,
1: like, the longer you stay in town,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the more it affects your memory.
0: Yeah evil yeah so he actually writes it down so he doesn't forget i
1: like officer lopez
0: yeah he's so cool so he writes it down and the more he thinks about it the more he can retain it so because it's a horror book you know a lot of mechanics lean on like surprises as you go through i'm letting you know i'm gonna be spoiling some stuff okay okay i'm not spoiling the end but the stuff i'm gonna tell you in the book you'd be like oh my god but I'm going to tell you because I have to review the book.
1: You have to. Yeah. It's hard to talk about a horror book like this, yeah. but but it's not going to ruin the story for anybody. No. And you know, if you're, if you're weird about spooky books anyway, maybe that's going to help you be like, okay, maybe I can handle this. Yes.
0: You know? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Joshua. So he starts going through the files and he realizes there has been a murder like this every year. As far as the files go back. Oh my gosh. Every year.
1: As far as the files go back? Yeah. Like decades? Yes. Ooh. So he's
0: like, a serial killer couldn't live this long. No. He's like, unless it's like a father to son or, you know, something like that. He's like, something like this is so weird. He's like, this shouldn't be a thing. Hmm. So then we pan over to the mayor. So the mayor knows more about the curse than anybody else. Mm -hmm. He says, every mayor retains the memories. He's like, I'm... The next mayor line. And it sounds like it is like a father to son mayor in this town. Uh-huh. So it's always passed down the family line, the mayor's position. So he's like, Okay, last year it was a, a man who died, uh-huh. which is already not supposed to be happening. It's always supposed to be a teen girl. I thought maybe it was a one off and we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. He's like, This year it's two girls. They're not local girls. Mm. He's like, and that's also a big no-no. It's always supposed to be a local girl and one, one local girl.
1: I really have a problem with these people and their moral (laughs) objections. Like, it's okay if it's just a local person. Yeah. But the second it's not.
0: So he makes it kind of known to us there has to be one girl every year or it's the entire town. What? Yeah.
1: What? That's not a fair arrangement. No.
0: No, it's not. So, horribly, he is trying to make the town bigger. <laughs> so there's more people to choose from. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Because also, apparently, there's a rule where if you move to Smith's Hollow,
1: uh-huh.
0: you never move away.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. People who are thinking of moving to different towns, check <laughs> up on this. <laughs> like, check it up. See, be like, I don't know. What's your, what's your, uh, I'm like, I was going to say immigration policy, but that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's like, your immigration policy? Do you have any curses that you know about Yeah, and they probably don't even think about moving. That's part of the curse.
0: Well, he said, like, you know, if a child goes away for college, mm-hmm. they always come back. Mm. So you might go away for, like, a couple years, but you always come back.
1: There's like an, an invisible tether.
0: Yes. Oh,
1: God, I love a curse. <gasps> I love a curse. <laughs> more curses, please.
0: I'll just say more people start dying. I love it. They're not supposed to be dying.
1: (sighs) Yeah, because it's only supposed to be one a year. It's supposed
0: to be one a year.
1: something's mad.
0: Something's real mad. (laughs) And Lauren kind of is starting to get an idea about it. She starts going to the woods and like looking for stuff. Mm -hmm. Like she's always felt really comfortable in the woods and everybody else has always been freaked out by the woods. So she starts kind of going like detective mode, which is kind of cool. (gasps) Um, We kind of get an inkling that whatever this monster is, it seems like it has... I'm not sure if it's took over somebody's body or if it just has the appearance of somebody mm-hmm. it's kind of made known that it is out among the people mm. like in ordinary day. And mm-hmm. it's like watching people and what they're doing and like
1: picking its targets basically. Yeah. Eerie. Yeah. I love it.
0: I'm going to say I called who it was. You did. <laughs> I did. I totally did. I was like, yes, <laughs> but <laughs> it's eerie because like Lauren's friend, Miranda at one point she encounters this being and she only refers to him as he. With a capital H. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple people who they encounter them and they're like, and he was watching me. And it mm-hmm. seems like they're low key, like fascinated by him. Uh-huh. There's almost like this weird sort of pull of like, he's beautiful. <gasps> and I want to follow him. Like
1: glamored kind of. Yeah. Mm.
0: I like this book because as a town curse and kind of a body snatchers thing going on a little mm-hmm. bit, at least with one person and clairvoyant siblings. Yes.
1: my like, teenage detectives. Yes. A cool cop who's like
0: all over all it.
1: All over it. Oh, I'm my here gosh. for it. And plus, it's like multiple narratives or yeah. narrators, too, which is really cool. Yeah. Because you get like this organic development of the mystery. Like, for example, when you learn the mayor's like kind of in on it. Yeah. But it just kind of deepens it because he gives you this whole breadth of information. You're like, what? Smart plotting. I love yes. it.
0: Yes. It's not really funny. Okay. It's definitely like a horror. Uh huh. So, just FYI on that. Okay. But I liked it. I think it's a good October read.
1: Sounds fantastic. Yeah. It sounds like the perfect October read. Yeah. Especially when you're under your your own spooky tree (laughs) in your house or around your house.
0: (laughs) Spooky tree. (laughs) So that's The Ghost Tree by Christina Henry. Fantastic. Very nice, Brittany. Thank you. (sighs) I got an itch. Don't pick at it. Come on. It's so itchy, though. No. Don't pick at (sighs) it. Uh, Okay. No, don't. Leave the bandage alone. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I know it's itchy. It's like a tattoo. Leave it alone. Okay. (laughs) Leave your wound alone. That's disgusting.
1: (laughs) got to smell it. Ew, Mm.
0: buddy. It's kind
1: of bad. I picked a couple books. I picked some zombie books.
0: Excellent. Yes.
1: They're horror adjacent, but they're using zombies. I picked for my first one. I'm going to talk about Zone One by Colson Whitehead. He's written several books. The most recent ones are Nickel Boys. Uh, which is one, a Pulitzer Prize. And his latest novel, Harlem Shuffle. I've heard some good stuff about that.
0: Okay, I haven't heard anything.
1: <laughs> he, he's known as a literary fiction writer. Okay. You know, the, the idea books.
0: Yeah, they're just like make you think.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I like that. <laughs>
0: I was thinking I, like so think. I kinda of think of them sometimes as like highbrow books.
1: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the kind you sit at uh, with your espresso and
0: like the kind of books you talk about in a college class.
1: Exactly. Like let's have a discussion. Absolutely. Literary. But you don't need to be in a college class to enjoy his books, I okay. think. He is an excellent writer, okay. as all of our writers that we pick are.
0: <laughs> you know it As
1: a cherry on top though, he is a fan of fantasy and science sci fi and horror. He loves the stuff ever since he started reading comic books at a young age. Yes. So, I mean, he is A-plus in my book. Love it. <laughs> if he's a fan. So, uh, Brittany, can I ask you a hypothetical?
0: Oh, no. Okay. I know. This is, is kind
1: of mean. I should have prompted you before. No, this will be, be, be good. It'll be okay. a
0: raw, honest answer.
1: Okay. So, the world as we know it is forever changed okay. due to a global catastrophe. Oh, no, fun. <laughs> you are among the survivors oh. that are tasked with rebuilding. Oh. Your fearless leader talks about returning to the good old days before the disaster, that the past will live again. How do you feel about that? Is that a good motivation for you?
0: I've heard that kind of motto thrown around in politics, mm-hmm. and it, it's not always a good thing.
1: Yeah, it can be.
0: I, You know, I'm very list-oriented, uh-huh. so I'd be like, can you please write down a couple of goals? I <laughs>
1: Love that, yes.
0: Write down top three goals things you want to see i love it and let's discuss and see if we're all cool with that
1: because <laughs> right the leader is very vague to yeah i that. need
0: you to define this i love
1: it good answer
0: spoken <laughs> like a true librarian Exactly.
1: <laughs> itemized list so you can check it off like yeah. okay great we have internet check
0: yeah exactly <laughs> right You know, let's focus on three goals Uh and let's make a game plan for each goal of how we're going to do it.
1: That is a good leader attitude right there.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Maybe I should be the leader. I agree.
1: (laughs) Let's have a revolution. Yeah. Let's supplant this person. There's a coup. (laughs) I'm like with you on this because I'm kind of like conflicted by this answer because I think it is admirable to have that as a hope in mind. Like, because there are certain things that we do like, but there's also some things we don't. Exactly. Hamburgers. Clothes cooked food
0: (laughs) video games
1: oh my gosh yes but there's also things some things we could do without i think yeah i'm not going to be specific about that but
0: racism (laughs) misogyny
1: exactly homophobia all the obias and the isms (laughs) (laughs) so um that's kind of what what i gathered the idea of this book was about was like the tension between the past and rebuilding to a different future and how those two kind of conflict with each other. So uh, this story starts with a person who's very soft-spoken and forgettable. He goes by the nickname Mark Spitz.
0: Excuse me? Yeah, Mark Spitz. Does he...
1: (laughs) Does he dive?
0: (laughs) Does he, like...
1: There is a good reason why he has that name. Is he like
0: Sammy Sprinklers? (laughs) Mark Spitz?
1: (laughs) Mark Spitz is the Olympian diver. Oh. He won like lots of gold (laughs) medals. Does he spit a lot?
0: I'm so sorry. I
1: mean, he might spit a lot.
0: Sometimes I'm not a good person. You're good. You're good.
1: That was really funny. (laughs) I
0: don't know who Mark Spitz is.
1: It's okay. Okay. Um, The reason why he has that nickname is revealed later in the book Okay. It's kind of sad. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) This person who goes by Mark Spitz is a black man. Okay. And he's a survivor. And he's a survivor because he's utterly average. He doesn't stand out. You'll just forget him because he's just he blends in so well.
0: If that lets you survive, kudos to you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with
1: that. I I thought that was a really interesting aspect of character to be like, (gasps) this is the survivor right there.
0: Sorry. I'm going to try not to side tag us. Okay. But- It makes me think of the Lego movie. What, 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 what? Like the main character. He's like totally average. average.
1: Yes, he sings the song. Everything is awesome.
0: Everything is awesome. And that's how they like break into the villain's lair Mm because he just thinks so averagely. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't think like a superhero.
1: No, no. He doesn't think about like breaking down the door. Yeah. He thinks about building a double-decker couch. Yeah. Which is amazing, (laughs) by the way.
0: (laughs) Anyhow, sorry, continue on. It's okay to be average. Okay.
1: It's great, in fact, especially if there's a zombie apocalypse. Yes. Because you're a survivor. And he's one of the very few who managed to evade the hordes of skells. In this book, zombies are called skells. Okay. Which is so cool because it's like, it defines them, but also gives a good image of like, they're kind of like skeletal. Yeah. Because they're affected by this disease that it's kind of like rabies where they can't eat or drink. Okay. They just bite, 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 bite. But I don't like that lady today. She, she
0: bit you. Oh my
1: gosh. We have it's understanding. Full, full circle. Full circle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but all that is in the past. The zombie apocalypse is ebbing. The waves of the undead, I mean, they're going away. And humans, the survivors, the very few who manage to maintain behind their military barriers yeah. in cities like Buffalo and like small villages in Italy and stuff like that, these pockets of, of survivors are beginning to push back against the undead okay. and uh, reclaim territory. Nice. The most important aspect of this is the idea of the American phoenix. It's a, a, a not really a program, but it's an effort by the world's militaries, the world's surviving militaries, okay. to kind of like reclaim a major city yeah. and vacated of undead. Oh, yeah. So in America, it is it is Manhattan. Oh. this is considered the Zone One. Oh, because this See? is the first goals. Yeah, goals. goals. It's great, <laughs> right, right. It's the first place where they're going to start repopulating. Before this the story takes place, uh, the army has gone through and wiped out all the dead. And Mark Spitz and his team are what are called sweepers. And they're just going building by building, floor by floor, just mopping up whatever's left. Oh. Yeah. So apparently there's another type of zombie called the stragglers. And they just kind of like, they're catatonic. They just stand around, don't oh. do anything. Sometimes oh. they're like doing their menial tasks like vacuuming the floor or like there's one in an office building that they're clearing out and she's like doing photocopying. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, just forever. She's just standing at the photocopier. Oh no,
0: that's like a work nightmare. <laughs> Isn't
1: that horrifying?
0: And I photocopied forever. I
1: photocopied forever. That's my life. <laughs> so yeah, as they're going through this task, uh, this very slow task, they are dreaming of their previous lives lives before the plague
0: hamburgers
1: lives during like how they survived the horror stories of that and uh, what they hope for the future what's interesting is not all of them have a good feeling of the future
0: because
1: this idea of living like we used to going back some people are like
0: it's ominous without goal setting
1: exactly there's an interesting part in the book where they're, they're talking about like oh they just cleared out a penthouse and they're like I'm going to get this penthouse this is going to be mine oh. and one of the characters is like that's not going to happen Why you're not, not going to get it the rich people who <gasps> are who are the survivors in Buffalo the government people who organize this they're going to get this penthouse you're not going to get anything you're going to go to the next city and sweep out there
0: that makes me mad it kind of writes. it makes me mad I'm mad. It's good.
1: I mean, it brings up this this interesting dialogue.
0: No, completely. It's, no, no more isms. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or obias.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I kind of like this book because it kind of gives the idea that that having that hope mm-hmm. is positive because it's what drives us forward. Yeah. But should it really be the end goal? Mm. It's hard. It's hard, especially since trying something new is so unfamiliar. Like, we don't know what that's going to be like.
0: They should just draw straws for the penthouse.
1: <laughs> right? Well, I think they should have just, the people who put in the hard work should be the ones who get the penthouse. Actually, yes. <laughs> like,
0: how about you go? They get first say. You get to clean your own house. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can have a team, right. but then you have to go help them clean their house.
1: I agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The people who put their lives in danger should be the ones. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> We've settled the, the argument.
0: Listen to the librarians. We know so, what we're talking about.
1: Because this is a this is an idea book.
0: <laughs> I like how you did that in your quotes. <laughs> it's an idea book.
1: <laughs> I wasn't being sarcastic though. Um, <laughs> Colson is so cool because he brings the aspects of zombie fiction, yeah. like the violence, the cannibalism that's eventually going to occur. Yeah. He doesn't spare us those details. Like, they're all present in there. Like, one of the sh- most shocking scenes is Mark Spitz recalling when the plague first hit and he was with his parents. And I'm sorry, going to spoil something, but he witnesses his mother turning and then tearing into his dad. And oh. she's like pulling out intestines and stuff. Oh. It's graphic. Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah. But it's so, I mean, it, it just like, I don't know. It, it felt so right in this book. Yeah. It felt so, so interesting. Even though the, the terror, the horror of it isn't really the focus. Yeah. Because it's just described with such like photographic accuracy. <laughs>
0: yeah. It just makes it chilling. That's the chilling. hard thing about zombies too. It's like you see the ones you love oh. do horrible things.
1: I mean, that's why one of the many reasons, yeah, why it's horrible to think about. Yeah. <laughs> He brings in a lot of the tropes of zombie post apocalyptic fiction. Okay. Like he, you know, if people are turned by a bite or a scratch. Yeah. He establishes the lore Yeah. very, very handily here.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: And you can only kill them by shooting them in the head too. Like them. Yeah, double tap. That's double tap.
0: God, I love Zombie Land.
1: <laughs> I've learned so much from Zombie Land. Limber up. I know. Limber like up. Seatbelts, you know.
0: Yes. Simple things <laughs> that'll these keep things. you alive.
1: So I, re- I read this book fairly recently during the pandemic. Yeah. And it is very interesting reading about a global pandemic during a global pandemic.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know we've said this before, but it just makes... It's so eerie how the writers are able to kind of like surface certain like behaviors in our culture during a pandemic. And be like, oh, Yeah. I can see where this comes from. Yeah. I see, I can Because I can see it happening.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, all the toilet paper's gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Help.
1: Help. I need to wipe.
0: I guess I'll just hop in the shower. I don't <laughs> know.
1: Towels, I guess.
0: I Socks. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, because there was that whole thing, too, where people start flushing down things that weren't toilet paper. I'm
1: so sad. Anyway, this book is fun. <laughs> if you want to read a book that makes you think, grosses you out a bit, the ending, I'm not going to say, is all light and happiness.
0: Not rainbows and butterflies? No. Oh, okay. No,
1: but I won't spoil it for you.
0: Joshua, I think your bandage is oozing a Is
1: it? I'm going to open it up.
0: Ew! How does
1: this look? Bad. Do I need to go to a doctor?
0: Maybe you should rewrap that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll just use my notepaper. Ew, Do you Joshua! think this is okay? Or not! Oh, okay. my God.
0: Hang on. Let's take a break, and I'm going to go get you a bandage really okay. quick. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're back. Yes. Joshua is rebandaged. What's Excellent. your
1: second book, Brittany?
0: Okay, my second book. This was the book you were grabbing for me earlier. You were like, pretty colors. Uh-huh.
1: I'm like, ooh, this is, reminds me of the 80s.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does have bright 80s mm. colors. So this is Squad. It's written by Maggie Tokuda Hall mm. and is illustrated by Lisa Sterl. This is like mean girls with werewolves I love, it.
1: <laughs> I love it
0: i read it in a night like it's quick
1: oh yeah i mean i'm looking through it's there's a lot of like cinematic art it's like there's the action sequences and then there's the uh, the dialogue
0: yeah i was hermiting while brett was playing D and this is the book i read in my room very nice <laughs> i was like i'm gonna read squad i've had it on my shelf for literally months uh-huh <laughs> i was naughty and i kept it for longer than i should <laughs> And I finally read it in one night in one go. And I was like, it's funny because I read it right before we were supposed to podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I think I should do this yes. book instead. So it, it is the perfect Halloween book. Obviously, there's werewolves. Oh,
1: my gosh. And teen girls. Teen werewolves. It's oh, it's great.
0: Um, a little bit about Maggie Tokuda Hall. She wrote also an octopus The Mermaid, The Witch, and the Sea, Hmm. and Love in the Library. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard about any of those. I haven't. I've heard about The Mermaid, The Witch, and the Sea. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I realized that one was illustrated. Hmm. So I'll have to give that one a go. I think that one might be a children's book, but forgive me if that's wrong. Um, She lives in Oakland, California with her husband, son, and objectively perfect dog. Oh. I was like, yes, perfect. (laughs) So our main character is Becca. Mm -hmm. She's the one on the front. So oh, the front cover, we have four girls, three of them are looking away from us. And one is kind of looking back at us over mm-hmm. her shoulder. This is she, Becca.
1: She looks like she's like, I don't really want to do this. A little, a
0: little unsure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She moves to a new school. She accidentally makes friends because one girl, I'll say right off the gate, this, this book has lots of cussing in it. Mm-hmm. So if that's not for you, this book is probably not for you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> one girl, she's like cussing in the bathroom. She's like, do you have a tampon? God, it's like a crime scene in here. <laughs> and becca's like yeah so she like hands her a tampon under the door uh-huh. and she comes out and it's this beautiful blonde girl and she regina. looks at she's not regina okay she's like oh which is the one who's like there's a 90 percent chance it's already right. oh i
1: can't remember her
0: name yeah she's, she's like, played uh, by
1: Amanda Seyfried.
0: yeah she's like her <laughs> turns out her name is marley Uh-huh. and marley looks at becca she's like Wow, you're gorgeous. She's like, you're beautiful. You're new. Oh my God, this is amazing. Aww. We should be friends. And she like gives her a
1: hug. I kind of like Marley.
0: <laughs> Marley? Marley's really nice. Uh-huh. She's a little airheaded, but uh-huh. she's like pretty nice. Cool. She's like beautiful, blonde. She's totally like, Becca, <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> and it, we kind of get these hints that Becca didn't really fit in at her old school. Hmm. Becca is Asian American. Uh-huh. And in the book, it's kind of like somebody asks her, you know, like, what is your descent there's points of racism in here Uh that are kind of well done because it's it doesn't focus really hard on it but it's like your everyday racism it's kind of
1: like microaggressions thank you that's the word yeah
0: yeah because somebody asked her and she's like where are you from no
1: where are you really from that kind of thing
0: yeah and she almost says like what her heritage is you Uh know and then somebody cuts her off so we don't actually know okay like (laughs) but that doesn't really matter Mm anymore. but she is beautiful like she has absolutely thick luscious black long hair and she Mm -hmm. she's gorgeous like she could model and so marley pulls her over to the squad at lunch and you can tell they're kind of eyeing her up and down being Mm -hmm. like will she fit in with us (sighs) smelling her kind of maybe yeah they kind of deem her worthy the head of this group is ariana regina (laughs) that's the regina it's ariana
1: (laughs) Great name, Ariana. Ariana. Fits so well. They
0: they usually call her Riri.
1: Oh my gosh, I love it.
0: (laughs) Riri says. So, and then the other girl is Amanda. Mm -hmm. But they always call her Mandy. Mandy. But throughout the book, she's like, I really prefer Amanda. (laughs) Good for her. Yeah, but they they just always call her Mandy. (laughs)
1: Because they're mean girls.
0: Because they're mean girls. Kind of. It's (laughs) it's such a weird thing they have going on here. So, you know, we have all the scenes where... They're buying Becca new clothes to help her fit in better. And they're taking to all of these places. And Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Yeah. I love it. And Becca doesn't get along with her mom really well. Hmm. It's really funny because Becca obviously thinks her mom is kind of shallow. But Becca is kind of doing the same thing, hmm. you know? It's like she really just wants to fit in. Yes. And her mom... in an adult sort of way wants to fit in she's like of course we moved here because there's more money here and uh-huh. you need to make friends with the right people right and, and becca's like mom like that's so dumb and so shallow but it's like that's what you're doing
1: it's hard to escape that oh yeah it's really hard yeah you know so ah. it's kind
0: of interesting to see that happening and then one night they're gonna go to like a party on the beach <sighs> And they try to get Becca.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited.
0: Joshua saw this. Whenever
1: or. I hear party on the beach and there's werewolves involved, <laughs> oh, I know exactly what's going to happen.
0: They try to get Becca to like wear this really like skimpy outfit. And Becca is like, man, I just can't. I don't feel right in this. So she wears her usual outfit. She doesn't wear the skimpy one. And then while she's there, Riri <laughs> kind of pushes her towards this guy. She's like, he's been eyeing you. Go talk to him. She's like, do I have to? She's like, yeah, go talk to him. So she does. And the guy's like, hey, can I go show you something cool? And then she's like, I guess, you know. Show me (laughs) here. That's what she should have said. (laughs) And so they go in a dark corner down the beach and he starts trying to like feel her up and kiss (gasps) her. And she's like, no, like, like, no thanks. Like, I'm not interested. I thought you were going to show me something cool. He's like, yeah, I'm like. (laughs) 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 I won't say it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) she's like this is so stupid girl and so she goes to walk back and he grabs her arm and basically like you're not going anywhere (gasps) right it definitely turns into like he's gonna he's a prowler, yeah yeah like he's he's a bad person yeah. and that's when the squad shows up
1: yes it does
0: (laughs) he calls her he calls her a bee he's like god why do you have to be such a bee about this and marley shows up she's like that's the thing about bees we run in groups
1: <laughs> uh, oh i'm oh, sorry i just be, the bee and the werewolf thing kind of like yeah next level i love it
0: yeah <laughs> and so the three girls turn into werewolves and they eat him yes
1: <laughs> when i was flipping through this book that was one of the, the scene that i flipped through and i'm yeah. like
0: oh, i love it yeah
1: it's brutal it's fantastic yeah you've he's, got to read it
0: you see guts you see all the stuff like it's yes. it's pretty, gro- it's he's, pretty graphic.
1: Mauled. he's mauled by three werewolves
0: yeah <laughs> completely the girls kind of turn back and they look at Becca and they're like we need a fourth to not leave any evidence behind they're like a body is too much for three of us we need uh-huh. a fourth pack member to completely eat a body
1: wow <sighs> what? that okay that is an initiation ritual that I was not prepared for. (laughs) Like (laughs) you can join us, but you have to eat the body.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately for Becca, you know, she's like, what? You're going to kill me if I don't. And Marley's like, I mean, I hate to say it, but we'd have to, you know, we'd have to kill you. You, (gasps) you saw us. (laughs) No. Yeah. Here's the thing. Becca's not that mad. She's all okay. like, this is kind of cool. Okay. Like, she. I'm,
1: I, I kind of agree with her, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's all like, I'm not mad. Like, this guy was a total predator. Uh huh. And this is who they took out. And this is who they go after. They go after predators. Uh huh. And so she's all like, bite me. <laughs> and they do. Riri bites her.
1: Mm-hmm. The alpha.
0: The alpha bites her. And she turns into a werewolf and eats the rest of the dude. Sick.
1: <laughs> I mean, sick in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> not that I condone. Uh, vigilantism at all. But I think in the context of this book, it's really Especially in
0: this particular, (laughs) like eating.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) She's turned into a werewolf and she immediately is like, man, I'm really strong. I look really good. I'm with the popular girls. Uh She's like living her best life. They are like, we have each other's backs no matter what. And there's a couple of rules that have to follow. One is no boyfriends. Uh
1: huh, obviously.
0: <laughs> Ariana has already broken that rule. She's had a boyfriend this entire time. <gasps> re I know.
1: You're the pack leader. You can't She's do that. She's the pack leader. I guess she, she can. <laughs> she, has,
0: she has a boyfriend. I know. Naughty, naughty. Mm. Uh oh. The cracks are tension, happening. Tension, tension. So she already has a boyfriend. They need to eat every full moon. I think they can only change on the full moon. Okay. If they don't eat on the full moon, they are grumpy. They are so hungry. They get the angry. They get, exactly. They get hangry for like a month. <laughs> that and is,
1: I mean, a, a hangry werewolf. Yeah. That's not something to laugh about. No. It's like, hide your children <laughs> kind of thing going yes.
0: on. Yes. <laughs> so they are grumpy and I mean, they're strong throughout the month, mm-hmm. but I think it's just the full moon they turn. And so they have that one night to eat somebody mm-hmm. like that's their, that's their time frame, And the goal is to eat the worst of everybody. Yeah. You can only eat the bad people. Well, you know, as these things go, sometimes... There's a
1: lot of full moons in the world, in, in the year.
0: Mm-hmm. And rules are meant to be broken sometimes. <laughs> the biggest crack happens when Ariana's boyfriend comes on to Becca oh. at a party. He's all like, come on, like... She won't mind, you know, come over with me. And Becca's like, no, no leave me alone. Because this squad is so tight. These girls love each other. Yeah. Like, you can definitely tell there's some tension starting to happen, especially between Amanda and Ariana. You can mm-hmm. tell Amanda is not on board with everything Ariana's doing. Mm-hmm. So Becca accidentally kills the boyfriend. Oh, no. She shoves him away, and he, like, hits his head. No.
1: <sighs> Oh no. And
0: it's not on a full moon. Uh oh. So they can't eat eat them. They can't eat them.
1: Put them in the fridge.
0: (laughs) They take them out back and like put them in a creek. Okay. And that part was really wild to me because you would think Ariana would be like, I hate you. You killed my boyfriend. No, not at all. She immediately goes into problem solving mode. She's like, yeah, I totally get where he was probably a creep to you. And now we need to get rid of the body. (laughs) that's when things really start falling apart for the squad. I won't give any more much okay. of that.
1: I'm ready for the ride.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a mean girls vibe with werewolves. Great. And you know, I kind of had conflicting feelings cause I, I really loved how these girls were so there for each other, mm-hmm. but then the moral high ground got lower and yeah. lower and lower. You're yeah. like, man, this is no good. So I was on Goodreads. I was looking at reviews and this person named Carmen had a really interesting point, point. Uh-huh. and it, this is kind of a long blur, but I'd like to read it because it's kind of important. Okay. So I will say in this book there is a Sapphic love story that happens. Right. Two of the girls fall in love. Yeah. Okay. Quoted from Carmen on Goodreads. This is the clean version. Okay. <laughs> I made it clean. Okay. So she said, an interviewer for the SF Chronicle brought up lesbianism as a refuge when he was interviewing Tokuda, Tokuda Ball. Hall. Uh-huh. I find this idea repugnant. I was brought up by my schooling to believe lesbians are lesbians and becoming a lesbian to escape men and escape the oftentimes completely horrifying reality of dating males is a retro idea and a damaging, hurtful one to lesbians who want to love other women because they're attracted to other women sexually and romantically. And then I skipped some, and then she also said, however, I cannot blame Brandon Yu, who was the interviewer, Mm -hmm. for bringing up this topic. I can't blame him. The book features no men except for a spate of rapists and a few occasional innocent high school boys who are on page for a split second. Dating other women seems an obvious solution to escaping this complete cesspool of male disgustingness. Hmm. I'm sure that's not why Tokuda Hall made Becca a lesbian, but she should have put some men in this book. Mm-hmm. I understand what she's trying to do. I understand her message. I even understand why she did it. But the way it's set up is not doing her any favors. Yeah. By presenting men as some kind of evil, rapist, predatory, immoral group of people, it's no wonder the idea of homosexuality as a refuge is brought up by an interviewer after reading this book. Hmm. You wouldn't want to date a man in this world Tokuda Hall has created. To be fair, it's very much based in reality and in Tokuda Hall's own high school experiences and her viewpoint as a sexual assault survivor. Hmm. But throwing a good or at least decent man in or two in here would have made it a better book on a lot of levels, in my opinion. Make Becca lesbian, sure, but perhaps have at least one side character. He doesn't even have to be a main character that shows men are people, too.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. It's a very feminist outlook, actually.
0: Yeah, because she's right. In here, there are, like, no good men. Mm -hmm. There are no good men. In my head, there was, like, one innocent high school boy that was an example of how these girls' moral high ground are dipping. Mm -hmm. But he's literally, he's on there for a page or two. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. He's not a fully developed character. At all. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that the idea that uh, they brought up that, you know, using homosexuality as a, a plot point yeah. is, is also kind of icky to me. Yeah. Um, I don't think Takuda Hall was no. pl- t- intentionally doing it like that. No, not at all. Um, but yeah. Uh, it is it, something it's to important think to about. be aware, exactly. It's yeah. important to be aware of what you're doing when you're putting anybody in a story. Yeah, not to make them just simply there as a plot point.
0: And to be clear, Carmen still gave it like four out of five stars. Like she it's still, a fantastic book. she still really liked yeah. the book. Yeah, and I would, I would recommend going and looking at her review on Goodreads. Like, <laughs> she, I hate to say, she kind of tears into it a little bit, but she uh-huh. really breaks it down. Like, this is what I liked, this is what I didn't, and here's why. And well, it that, was a, it was a good review.
1: That's a critique. I think that's important. It's a, it's a very logically stated c- critique. Yeah. Uh, and.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't mean that she. she didn't like the book. No. She loved it enough to be like, this is what I think about it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went into it. She's like, okay, these are the weaknesses. Basically, she ba- she wanted it to be turned into a novel. She's like, hmm. with all the points she's hitting, she's like, there are more details that should have been added to make it more fleshed out. Hmm. That being said, it's a graphic novel. Yeah. It's a YA graphic novel. Yes. There's usually not enough detail anyway. <laughs>
1: yes. yes. I mean, in
0: my opinion. Yes. Um, for what it is, I really enjoyed it. I think it's the perfect Halloween read. Um, I still love the, the lady friendships that happened between mm-hmm. them. I think, I think it was a great spooky read. Yeah. Like, for what it is, I really like it. I really enjoyed it.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick this one up. Yeah. Because this sounds so much fun.
0: It's, it's a lot of fun.
1: Have you ever watched the film Trick or Treat? This is a sidetrack. No. no, I okay. haven't. Trick or Treat is an anthology. It's a movie, but there's a bunch of little short short movies inside of it. Okay. One of them is featuring Anna Paquin and a group of beautiful women okay. who are werewolves. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm here and for it. it's it's oh, I, that was one of my fa- that that is my favorite short film in, in Trick or Treat. How what what they do and what happens? It's okay. so good. It's so good.
0: Maybe I have to pick it up for October. All right. Ugh. Joshua. Joshua, Joshua.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that was weird. What, what
1: happened?
0: You spaced out, and it was weird.
1: I kind of like. I think I just died. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm really hungry, Brittany. I'm really hungry.
0: Well, I know that Christina has snacks in her drawer. So That's right. Oh, good. snacks. Snacks. <laughs> we can get you snacks. Okay.
1: After. Okay. One more book. Oh, okay. <laughs> this book is called World War Z.
0: Oh, I know this one. Yes! I read it. You read it? I've read it. Yay.
1: By Max Brooks. Now, I'm sure you guys saw the movie. The movie and the book are completely different. I believe it. Completely different. Can um, I do a quick sidetrack? Yes, please do.
0: <laughs> I, when I was a teenager, I entered a writing contest, and I wrote a zombie story, <gasps> and I, I got second place. And I won a Max Brooks book. Oh my god! And it was—it wasn't World War Z. It was, zombie survival guide. That's the book yeah. I won. So just FYI, that's mine. That's so cool. That's my book aside.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, I think his first book was the Zombie Survival Guide. Yeah. Which is kind of like a—it's a—it's a guidebook. It's literally a guidebook on how to survive the different zombie apocalypses. Yeah. That could come up.
0: No, it's so funny. And here's the thing: I already <laughs> I had already owned the book. <laughs> I was like. Thank you. I think I ended up giving it to like my friend. Uh-huh. I was like, I already own this book. Thanks. Thanks.
1: <laughs> but you got second place. I got second That's place. That's awesome.
0: Cool. I should, I should put that short story on my website. Please do. And then link it.
1: Max, Max Brooks is the son of Mel Brooks and Anne oh. Bancroft.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. I
1: didn't realize that until I read Wikipedia.
0: I didn't know that. Like, i know.
1: oh, okay, that's where he gets the books from. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's a satirist, and he loves zombies. He's written two works in the zombie subgenre, uh, Zombie Survival Guide and World War Z. Yeah. Um, he also has another one called Devolution, which takes place in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I heard good things about that book. <laughs> I heard good things, too. And I think it's a lot, a lot similar to World War Z in how the book is constructed.
0: I need to read that book. Every time I give it to a book boxer, they're like, I love this book.
1: No, I haven't read it yet either. Okay. I need to. Okay. Anywho, sorry. (laughs) So this oral history of the zombie wars, World War Z, it begins in a village in China. Okay. A small boy swimming in a polluted river (laughs) gets, I can't, I'm not sure if he's cut by something or bitten by something in the river, but he becomes the patient one
0: patient uh, zero patient
1: zero yes that's it uh, uh with afflicted with this mysterious disease and he goes around biting people because he's Bloody. that's what be, that's what you do yeah. when you are afflicted with the the plague <laughs> the zombie plague the, plague the plague and then within days within days literally it sweeps he's every like, corner of the world even antarctica no it gets to antarctica I It's crazy. i know <laughs> So how the story lays out, it's different oral accounts.
0: Is this an epistolary?
1: It, oh my gosh, yes. It's an epistolary. <sighs> Refresh yes. my memory. What's an epistolary?
0: It's like um, like diary entries. Yeah. Like it's written like a diary. Yeah. That's an epistolary. That
1: is an epistolary. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it can also be letters too. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it basically it's short accounts, day-to-day accounts of sometimes the same person, sometimes different people. Yeah. In this case, it's, uh, it's like, it's kind of like this person's making a documentary and he's doing like different, or she's doing different oral interviews. Yeah. So each, each story is laid out as an interview of people who survived. Yeah. And it's divided into like the start, the bad part and the eventual ebbing of the plague.
0: My favorite one was when they were in the submarine and the zombies were at the bottom of the ocean, and I oh, could hear them scratching against the submarine.
1: Fantastic. That is was that, good. Is that the one with the whales, too? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, yeah, th- so many good stories. Yeah. Uh, because of how this is laid, laid out, you get to see how um, the average person deals with this. Yeah. And celebrities <laughs> and politicians and even animals yeah. and how they are dealing with this as they're all struck down by the mindless zombies.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's really cool. That's why I kind of like this because you, you don't get a hyper-focus on a small part like in America. No. You know how this is going around the world in almost every aspect of life. You're like, how are the celebrities dealing with the zombie apocalypse? Fun fact, not well. <laughs> It does not go well at all. <laughs> I bet not. For the rich and powerful. Not at all. Which no, is kind of... Because money
0: it, won't save you here. Not at all. Well, it will to a certain point. Yeah. after that, you're kind of... It, I, it's no good.
1: I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, they're kind of terrible people. Yeah. And they... Uh, I'll just tell you. Is it okay that I tell sure, everybody? because
0: there's a ton of stories in there. There's
1: a ton of stories. Well, they, they all de- get together in this huge, like, walled compound. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, paid security, razor wire howitzer tanks and stuff like that. I don't know if howitzer is a tank. But, um, and what kind of like does them in is that they're just terrible people. Yeah. And the people that they bring in to like take care of them are like, excuse me? (laughs) You want me to do what? Yeah. No. And then that's the end of them. (laughs) Um, The zombies in this book are slow moving. That has to say they're not the the running zombies. They're They're the literal walking corpses. Yeah. Which is cool because he brings in the lore from, like, George Romero movies, the Dead series. He also brings in the lore from, like, Resident Evil, kind of. Yeah. And, uh, like, all these other obscure zombie films that have made an impact in zombie uh, culture, zombie literature uh, in filmmaking, he brings these in here, and he kind of, like, knits them all together in these different stories. And it's really really fun to, to read okay absolutely i
0: remember i had a good time with it absolutely it's like short stories from all over the world all over of the how world. people dealt with the the apocalypse
1: and and, it, and it's kind of like told in us it's kind of a satire in that it it kind of like picks apart the as, aspects of politics and yeah. social structures and society and all that yeah um but it also has some really genuinely genuinely creepy moments like yeah. as Brittany described with the the zombies scratching up oh,
0: the that's, submarine. Like, that's the story I remember because mm-hmm. they were like in the submarine and you could just hear the fingernails against the side of the submarine. I was like, yes. dang, that's terrifying. It's
1: absolutely terrifying. Because
0: like in this book, they can walk across the bottom of the Because they're water. dead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if th- that's the thing. Like the place of Iceland mm-hmm. becomes completely overrun by zombies. There's not a life left. And what do they do? They just start walking. Yeah. And they, like, go through the oceans. Yeah. Oh, it's horrifying. So good. Um, that being said, there is a happy ending. Okay. Yes. You, you won't feel icky and, and gross by the end of this. Okay. There is, there is a highlight. <laughs> so that that's a good thing. Yeah. A lot of the stories are very tragic. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very frightening. Yeah. A lot of violence. Just have to say. It's a zombie, zombie book. So you're going to get...
0: spooky books.
1: Cannibalism. You're going to get... Bites! You're gonna get all that fun stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's why we're recommending them. It is the beginning of spooky season, and therefore you get zombie books.
1: You get zombie books. You get werewolf books. You get ghost tree books. (laughs) Ghost tree books. (laughs) Ghost (sighs) trees. I love Halloween. Me too. (laughs) Anyway, that is. uh, Those are my recommendations. I. I'm sorry. I just got really hungry. I just wanna bite something
0: really bad. Well, don't.
1: Okay. Joshua. I mean the library's open now. Because no. we open at ten o'clock. Joshua. Just the taste. <laughs> just the patron.
0: So don't forget to watch what you want. Eat what you want. Uh read what you want. Eat what you want. <laughs> Joshua, give me space. <laughs> Joshua? Hey everybody this is Brittany here feel free to check out the show notes for any details of things we might have talked about and always feel free to rate review and subscribe thanks i have to burp hang on they go for it burp oh, I was just the really tiny wow it tastes like bananas okay because <laughs> i've had it on my shelf for like <laughs> let me try it again
1: eight points <laughs> okay, I'm foggy now oh. but, uh, Let's see Okay I just had to wait for my glasses to unfog. That's
0: so funny They got No, I know, stop My <laughs> Sorry, my alarm's going off to do the mail notices Oh, okay,
1: okay Yeah, we'll do them, don't worry we'll do Don't em. worry, watch
0: My watch is like, do the mail notices <laughs> huh. um, Sorry, what was I?